Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Hip Senior Podcast. This is your host, Marianne Bailey. Join us as we talk to seniors about their lives, hobbies, great stories, and their hopes and dreams. Let's get started. Let's talk. Good morning, everybody. It's Marianne Bailey with the Hip Senior Podcast. And today's episode, we are here with an amazing senior who is one of my clients. She's become a friend of mine. And I just wanted to introduce her to everybody and have a conversation with her today. Um, everybody, this is Linda Amrine. Linda, thank you for joining the podcast. You're welcome. <clears throat> You're welcome. I'm a bit gravelly today. <clears throat> So I'm clearing my throat a lot. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. What, um, so you live in Ohio here near me and you've been a client of mine for a little while. We've gotten to know each other and we know some in and outs about each other. And I just kind of wanted to, um, learn more about your past today because you had told me that there were some things that you had experienced as a baby, as a child growing up. Um, you've got a huge love for, uh, the stock market and stuff like that. So I just kind of want to have a conversation about all of that. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. How old are you? I'm 78. 78. <clears throat> I would have never guessed you were over like 65. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You might have your eyes checked, but thank you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. No, I, I, not a day over 65. So... I think the youngest thing that you've told me about you was something about being a baby and being in a window. What was that about? Well, <clears throat> well, I lived in a house, a small house behind a garage, and they had they, where they fixed cars and did automotive repair, and they had a uh, store window in front, and they would put me in that window when I was about old, two and a half to three years old. And they had this um, lamp, this light bulb that hung down from the ceiling in that little window, and it had a pull chain on it. And <clears throat> they encouraged me to turn the light on and off whenever I wanted to. And they packed that window with toys and little doodads and things, you know, for a little kid. And I would wave at the traffic that went by. And of course, the whole idea, I'm sure, was to make people aware of that body shop. So I'd turn the light on and off, and then I had toys. I'd sit down and play with the toys. <clears throat> and they always had me dressed real cute, so that was another little attraction. And I was little, and nobody could believe that I could talk like I did. And I'm still talking. I just talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, and I, um, I would stand in that window or sit in the window and play with things and wave at people as they drove by or as they walked by. People couldn't believe that I was that age and that I could talk like I did. But I haven't stopped. I still talk a lot. Um, but that was one of my early, early memories. And then next door was a, um, um, a bar. And I like to call it a saloon. <laughs> it was a bar. And this is way back in the 40s. And... Um, I would go in there, Dick and Helen owned that bar, and they just thought the sun rose and sat on me. And they bought me all kinds of stuff, all kinds of clothes. I was the best dressed baby around. And they would bring me into the bar, 
then I would sit on the counter. And they would water down Coca-Cola for me. And I'd sit there and give it with all the people in the bar. And they just had such, such a good time. And that baby in the bar, that's what they called me, the baby in the bar. And it, it was fun. And I, it's really weird because after all this time, I can still almost remember that. Wow. I can almost remember that. And I called them Uncle Dick and Aunt Helen. But um, that, was, that was my really early memory. <clears throat> and then on the corner where we lived was a sweeper shop, you know, a vacuum sweeper shop. Right. Of course, way back then they were new, you know, they were still beating rocks or beating rugs with, with the room. And uh, so this was quite a new thing. And they had a round step that went around the building. And my aunt and I would sit there and talk. And I'm, you know, like two and a half or three. <clears throat> and by that time, I was using full sentences because I was raised with older people. I mean, my mom, but then her sisters lived with us, and they were from Tennessee. And one of the things they, <laughs> they liked to do was they used curse words every once in a while like old damn and that kind of thing. And my mother wouldn't allow that. So she she just wouldn't allow it. So they spelled it. <laughs> and they would spell O-D-A-M, you know, and I did it. And I was at my aunt's house in, in Hamilton one time and we were sitting out on the front porch. And there I am about three years old by then and I'm just swinging on the porch rail and waving at people and, and um, spelling. And my aunt got me by the hand, took me in the house because nobody could believe this little girl, this stuff coming out of my mouth, you know. And so she took me in the house. But anyway, I had quite a colorful early, early childhood with all that nonsense going on. Yeah, let's go back for a minute. So they put you in the window of this body shop. Right. And um, what was the incentive for that? Was was your mom getting paid? Did she work there? No. No. Well, sometimes she went in and worked in the office for a little bit if they needed help. This was a close-knit bunch here where I lived. And we lived in a house in the back of these two businesses. Okay. Okay, so everybody knew everybody. Right. And um, so sometimes she would go in there and like do a little bookkeeping and stuff for them. Well, she'd bring me in there and sit me in the window, and that's how it got started. Okay, so so you're, you're basically... The toys and, and the stuff was basically being babysat. Right. Okay. Right. And I just had a good time in that, in that window waving at everybody. <laughs> and, you know, it, it drew attraction to the place. Right. People might it, not have noticed it if there hadn't been this little kid moving around in that window. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a business with a little kid running around in the window just for exposure. Yeah, and every once exposure. in a while I would reach up and pull the chain that turned the light on and off in that window. That was one of the things I liked to do. There was this chain, and it, you could pull it, and the light would come on, and <laughs> the light would go off. I'd get bored, and I'd play with that for a while. So it was a lot of activity going on in that window with that cute little girl, you know, about two and a half years, three years old. And uh, <clears throat> everybody bought me clothes. Oh, gosh, I had more clothes than the stores. <laughs> I had clothes from everywhere. Every time any of these people would go any place, they'd buy me an outfit. Now, has that continued on in life? Not people buying you clothes, but are, are, are you a clothesaholic now? No. No? Okay. No, I like jeans and a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But anyway, that was, that was the very early 
time in my life. It was, it was a fun time, I remember. I also remember climbing up in this cabinet that we had. It was a freestanding cabinet. And I climbed up in there because the sugar was, bowl was on, on the top shelf. And of course pulled the cabinet over and scared everybody to death. But I was okay, but I was hell-bent to get to some sugar, you know. And that, that's one of the bad things I did, I guess you'd call it. So you had a sweet tooth? Yeah. Yes. Do you still have a sweet tooth? Yes. There's been times I've been over here and you try to feed me pie and stuff. So yeah. I hear, you know, today I brought you that apple, that, right. that, you brought me, yes. that apple fritter because I said, you know what? She has a sweet tooth. So. Yes, yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. My grandmother was the same way. She, she, I could always count on there being candy in a jar, you know, in, in a little dish on her table or some kind of sweet something that, and she didn't, she didn't normally share it with us. I just knew that she liked having sweet tooth. So. Right, right. I have to hide it from myself when I get something because I will constantly eat it until it's gone. Yeah. So I do have to hide it. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with constantly eating as long as, like, if I have sweet stuff, I'll, I'll put it, you know, wherever it needs to go or whatever. But I like my stuff lasting a really long while. Because oh, okay. I'm kind of like, if I eat it all today, then I won't we'll have, have any tomorrow. tomorrow. So That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of my very early memories. And I would go to visit my aunt. And she was a seamstress. She was quite a seamstress. She could look at something that somebody was wearing and go home and make it. And it would fit whoever she was making it for. Nice. Now, it would be one of the relatives, but it would fit and uh, she made me lots and lots of clothes, and we would sit out on the porch in the after in the late afternoon. And because my aunts had to spell her their bad words, <laughs> I learned to spell very early. And um, there were a couple times we'd be sitting out there, and I would get off the swing and go hang on the banister and wave at people and uh, start spelling. And my <laughs> my aunt would quickly take me in the house because <laughs> people would look you know, had this strange look on their faces, little two-year, three-year-old, you know, spelling all these words. Right. So we had to go in the house then. But um, I remember all that. It, it's funny, I can't remember yesterday, but I, you know, I remember 50, 60 years ago, 70, and um, more. So that was my, <clears throat> my early, early childhood. So. What kind was, of student were you? Oh, average or better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was not a sports person. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't a sports person at all. I liked, um, as I got a little older, I was fascinated with the stock market. And, of course, that was on TV, but not like it is today. Right. But I happened to have a customer when I was in the orthopedic shoe business uh, who was president of a stock market association downtown and he taught me a whole lot I didn't realize it at the time but people made appointments six months in advance to talk to this man and all I had to do was call but then <clears throat> the company I worked for we made up his shoes so that got me a good in so that was my introduction to the stock market which I still love to study today and anytime you come into my house during the week that will be on two televisions. Yep, yep. I, I've witnessed Remember? it. I've witnessed it. Yep. <laughs> so, what is your favorite stock as of today that you own? Microsoft. Okay. Microsoft. 
I bought Microsoft for like, I don't know, $40, $40 or something like that, 38 uh, A share? Uh-huh. Okay. About 30 years ago or 25 years ago, whatever. And it's 250 or $60 a share now. Wow. And it won't do anything but go up. But I'm glad I bought it when I did because I couldn't afford to buy it now. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. What other what other tech companies do you have stock in? Uh, Cisco is a good, you know, Cisco has always been good. Um, Apple. Okay. I've just dabbled in Apple for the first time. Was excited to do so after they had their last split. I think they split five to one. And so then I got to buy it at a price that was close to being affordable. And, um, you know, it's, it's doing well. And next month... <clears throat> Next month they have a um, some new things coming out and that should really boost it up. Ooh, maybe yeah. I need to buy it before then. Yeah, yeah, and you can buy Microsoft anytime. That's here forever. Right. And I watch Warren Buffett and what he does. And uh, you know he's an amazing man. He's what eighty years old or so now, but he's just as lively as ever and uh, most interesting. He has a, a way of of uh, explaining things that make sense, as well as dollars. And uh, he, he does a fantastic job. He does a fantastic job. I've not bought any Amazon, I can't afford that. I could have years ago, but not now. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, that's between the stock market and the cooking shows, that's my TV watching. Okay. So. Anyway, <clears throat> I've had I've had some of your cooking. You're a very good cook. Thank you. What's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, I don't know. Right now, there's a pineapple upside down cake in the kitchen. Wait, what? Yes. What? Yes, there oh, is. Oh, there is. There it is. Looks yummy. Yes, there is. It. I I haven't got that really perfected yet because, um, well, I don't know why. I mean, I just use a mix. But it doesn't rise as much, and I guess it's because of the moisture in the pineapple that keeps it from rising so much. Hmm. I like I would like it to rise like a normal cake. Right, right. But come to think of it, I don't know, even in the stores, if I've ever seen a very thick pineapple upside down cake. I don't think so either. You might have to look on like Pinterest at some pictures yeah. of it or something like that. Yeah. I, did, see what <clears throat> like. I did yesterday before I made it. And one thing that uh, helps if you drain the pineapple so that you don't have so much juice yeah, yeah, right. in the pan. And this one did turn out a little better than the other. Yeah, but I think pineapple upside down because they are, do, do tend to be quite moist though yes. when you eat them. So. Yes, so. yes they are. So, <clears throat> And then I give all this stuff I, I like to cook and make, so I, and I give it to my neighbors. They just love it because <laughs> they don't know what Linda's going to come up with next. Um, but, you know, being being here by myself mostly, I don't eat that much stuff. Right, right. So, what is like what is your favorite food to eat? Oh, gosh. If, if you could only have one meal for the rest of your life, what would that be? Oh, you know, you're going to laugh. Or your last meal. You're going to laugh, but a good hamburger. Okay, I'm not laughing. That sounds reasonable. A good hamburger. I would just as soon have that as a good steak. Okay. Now... And I like steak, too. Do you like making hamburgers, or do you think some of the restaurants in the area provide a better hamburger? I like the, some of the restaurants. Okay. Now, um, now, like McDonald's and that stuff, that's okay. Yeah. But I like, like, 
there's a restaurant called Double Days. Yeah. And they make a really good hamburger. Double Days. What about so, Archers? What about Archers? Uh, I haven't had one of Archers for a very long time. But, in fact, I'm not sure I've ever had one there. But I'm sure it would be good because Archers is a good restaurant. It is a good restaurant. You know, it's a good in-between restaurant. It's not high high society or highfalutin, but it's just good food. Yeah, it is good food. And it's yeah. locally owned, which is really nice as right. well. And Double Days is the same way. I've had Archers hamburgers. Have they you? have one that has peanut butter on it. Oh. And they serve it with a side of, uh, I think it's like pepper jelly or something like that or whatever. Mm. And it, it sounds weird. It's amazingly good. Huh. It's It's... um. They call it a sticky burger or something like that. I forget what their title for that burger is, but it's really, really good. Mm. <clears throat> I haven't tried that. <clears throat> Speaking of peanut butter, everybody loves the dark chocolate cake with peanut butter icing. Oh, yum. That does sound good. Yes. <laughs> that yes. does sound good. Yes. I can quickly get rid of the entire cake with just my neighbors. <laughs> with just my neighbors. So, we haven't been able to travel for a while, but... Have you ever traveled outside of the U.S.? No. No. Okay. No. Have you traveled a lot within the U.S.? Not really very much. I used to go to Michigan in the summers. I did that for about eight or nine years. <clears throat> just to and get away? Just, just to get away. Okay. I bought a little trailer up there right on the campground where I stayed at, with a friend. And then I bought a little trailer of my own up there right on the campground. <clears throat> and I ran back and forth there for about seven or eight years. Then I ended up selling it back to the people I bought it from for half the price I paid for it. So that was a good deal. Yeah. And uh, one time I went to town and had breakfast and sat down next to a lady at the counter and she had a field of strawberries. And I said, how much are your strawberries? She says, well, she said, usually a dollar a quart. And I said, well, can I buy a hundred quarts? Can you deliver them? She said, well, yeah, but what are you going to do with them? I said, I, I, I'm at the campground, and I think I can sell them there. And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, they um, she brought this hundred quarts of strawberries, and the campground owners uh, gave me a vehicle to drive and a wagon to pull, and we put those strawberries in. And I sold those strawberries in a hundred quarts in a matter of, an hour and people begging for more how much did you sell them for i sold them for two dollars a quart okay so you doubled your money and i paid a dollar and it took me about two hours to unload a whole hundred quarts of strawberries and then it was so funny people kept knocking on my door at the, at the trailer at the camper i was in and i said do you have any corn i said no i don't have any corn but then I did get some more strawberries, and I did that about three times. Nice. Yeah, that was that was fun, you know. Maybe you should have sold them for three dollars a quart. Well, I just I don't even know, I don't even know how I came up with. Well, I guess I did because I paid a dollar. Figured you wanted to double it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was easy. Yeah. So, but I spent um, a lot of summers up there, best time of my life, and I knew so many of the shopkeepers. And their suburbs up there in Mackinac were so busy that people that owned a business or a motel or anything, they worked themselves to death in there. And I knew them all so well that sometimes I'd go and take care of that person's shop and 
that person's shop and I'd go to that motel and, and run the desk for a few hours while they would go out to lunch or dinner or something, you know, or go to town or whatever. So I worked all over the place and ever, nobody thought anything about it. I mean, after they knew me a, a year or two, you know, well, then they'll come over and work it. And it, that was fun. That was fun. Um, I, I've done a lot of interesting things since we decided to do this, or you decided to do this interview, I was looking back. And I guess I've done more things than a lot of people. Yeah? You know, done more things. I was in the orthopedic shoe business for almost 30 years. Okay. And, um, oh, I'll tell you about this one fellow that came in. He was an older fellow, and he needed a pair of shoes, and, oh, his feet stank. Oh, mercy. Anyway, I sold him the shoes, and I sold him this kit called the Three Necessities, foot soap and foot powder and something else. And I told him, I said, you wash your feet with this soap really good, and it'll make them feel so good. Anyway, about two months later, he came in, and these shoes, were, the leather was all cracked, and they were expensive shoes. Back then, I mean, they were really expensive. And those shoes were ruined. And... I said, what have you done to them? He said, nothing. He said, they just got this way. Well, I knew that something had to happen. I started to unlace his shoes, and the smell, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Well, I had a fellow that worked with me who couldn't smell anything. <laughs> so I sicked him on it. And you know what he did? He, had, he didn't believe in washing his feet with soap. He used olive oil. Olive oil. To wash his feet? Yes. Okay. Well, and then, of course, you know what that did to the shoe leather. That ruined it. I mean, that's why the shoes were just awful condition. The leather was peeling and cracking, and, and they were expensive shoes. Very, very expensive. So I called. We had a foot doctor that worked with us. Uh, his office was there, and I had him come down. And uh, I said, what are we going to do with this? And he says, well, I'll take him up. And he says, I will fill the whirlpool tub with disinfectant and soap and put his feet in there. And I guess that was a mess because the skin was scaly and all. But anyway, I ended up, I fit him with another pair of shoes and I told him, I said, you have to wash your feet every day. <laughs> every day. And I sent those shoes back, what was so funny. I sent them back to the factory and I put a note with them. I said, open at your own risk. <laughs> Take my word for it. Well, they got the shoes back and, and I guess they just couldn't stand it. They opened the box. <laughs> I got a phone call. Curiosity did kill the cat, you it know. It sure did. <laughs> I got a phone call. And they said, Linda, we didn't do what you said. We opened it up that box and said, we have every window open in this building. <laughs> I said, I told they you. They should have taken them outside and opened them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I said, that's what, that's what happens when you wash your feet with olive oil. That's weird. That's weird, isn't it? That's yeah. weird. I mean, these days we, we, we take coconut oil and um, different stuff like that, almond oil, right. and, and rub it into our skin for different reasons. Right. And there's a lot of... Um, 
antibacterial properties of them and stuff like that. But I, I don't, don't know think... what was in olive oil. I don't think it. Uh, it's not meant to rub on your feet. I'm sure. Well, I know some people do take. I think like olive oil, and they put like um, tea tree oil um, in it or whatever for for a few things or whatever. But but not on a daily basis of washing your feet. Feet, I don't think. Uh, right. That's, that's, that's. If, if if you're a homopathic uh, doctor and and we're completely wrong, message me. Let yeah. me know. Let me yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but but my stance on this on this subject right now is that probably not on a daily basis that it's not a substitute for soap. Just just put that out there. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and what it did to the leather of those shoes, and they were really expensive because we spent like orthopedic shoes. They were all expensive. Did he not wear socks? Was there not a buffer between the I shoes don't remember. and his feet? Of course, that's been so long. But I, I imagine he did wear socks, but I wouldn't swear to it. I can't remember. Because I'm just trying to figure out how that got to how the, to the, the leather on the outside. Oh, oh, it just ate it up. They, they looked awful. They looked awful. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Interesting. But anyway, that's. That was my early years. Did you? So you went to college. I went. I took some classes at. Uh, well, I took a couple classes at University of Dayton. Then I took some classes at a college up in Urbana, and um, I've taken different classes, different places. Uh, one of my things is, is my computer. But I don't want any part of working on that thing. I don't want any part of, of it. For some reason. I mean, I, I I would rather fly an airplane. I would rather fly an airplane than mess with my computer. I want it to tell me things I need to know, and I don't want I don't want to operate on it. All right, is that working okay these days? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just just so you guys know, uh, Linda had an an older computer when I met her, and and suddenly it was just acting up one day, and we so. We went, um, you can't buy a computer in any of the stores these days because of COVID and everyone buying computers and parts shortages and stuff like that. So we went on uh, Amazon and, and purchased a new computer for her. And um, so we've been working on that together, haven't we? Yes. 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 You do the working on the computer and I work at the computer. <laughs> you <laughs> just get to enjoy the 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 results of the, the results. programs on the computer yes. is yes. how that goes. <clears throat> yes, so. I do a lot of research. Yes. Yes. I don't I don't want to fix it or fool with it or adjust it or any of that kind oh, of thing. Oh, I don't want you to do any of that. That just makes my job too ISIS hard when when I come <laughs> do that if you were to do that. But yeah, God knows what I'm And for do. the record, people, I do not fix computers i teach computers so don't call me asking me to come fix your computer uh i've got people that i can refer you to so if you have problems but don't expect me to come out and fix your computer because as a rule i do not do that just just well, you set mine up just, for just me saying. that's why you yes did. i do do i do set up computers but i do not fix computers right i don't remember if i had to hold you hostage to do it or what <laughs> I don't. I don't mind setting them up. That's the easy part when they're working correctly. When when there's when there's problems with them, that's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, yeah. So if you so you said you were doing some looking back. What was one thing that you kind of remembered that maybe you hadn't thought about in a long while, or you forgot about? I mean, yeah, you just kind of forgot happened, or oh, I haven't thought about that in twenty years. You know, is there anything? Oh, I don't know. Um, 
I think those were kind of highlights of, of what I did. I know I quit my job at the shoe store and then I went back and finished out, you know, finally retired from that. And then I worked in a little mini mart when, and that was, that's always been fun. I still stop in there a lot when I stop in there. All these cars stop in, see Linda's cars there and they all want to talk. <clears throat> I lost my leg, I had my leg amputated and and uh, of course everybody wants to know how I'm doing and all this kind of thing. Now how long has that been? A couple years. Okay, I thought it was a little bit longer than that. No, all right. it's just been a couple years I think. Okay, and you still get around really well. When I come in you're, you're up and walking and... Well, yeah, I still am afraid of stepping down off a curb. I've got to go and get some more therapy so that I can feel freer to, to be out by myself, you know, and, and go up and down curbs. And Maybe your leg needs a remote that will automatically extend <laughs> farther down there so it's go. not like a step, and then you just push the button and it goes back. Back up. Well, there you <laughs> or go. Or auto-sensing. Oh, look, there's a step. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. In fact, I've got to call my, my person, my prosthetic helper, to come, and I think I need it adjusted a little bit ah. right now. And you have to do that every once in a while. Okay. <clears throat> you know. And um, I'm going to have cataract surgery next month. Right. And the first day when you come home from that, I'm told, you cannot bend over. I guess it's because, you know, the, your eyes, on, you know, and all that. So I'm going to have to sleep with my leg on. So that night I will probably sleep in my recliner chair. Right. Because it would be getting in and out of bed with the leg on is would be kind of hazardous. I so, hear you. I yeah, hear you. so I'll just leave in my... And then after that, it's okay. So so every time I come over, you're pretty spunky. You've either cooked something, you're always trying to feed me, <laughs> um, you know, or or you're up and around doing something. I know the other day when I was talking to you, I think you said Saturday you were going to go have your hair done. Yeah. Um, it looks lovely, by the way. Thank you. Um, so do you feel your age? Or do you think, do you still feel like you're younger? I don't even, I don't give the age part much thought. Oh, that's perfect. Um, I just, I don't know, I just don't. I've worked with older people most of my life, come to think of it. And um, right now I have a very dear friend who's in the nursing home. And she is 89. And I talk to her every day and I take things over and, and she was so de depressed and down. And I told her, I said, well, that part is just like everybody else. I said, some of your condition is not like everybody else, but that part is. I said, with this COVID thing, you have to be careful where you go. You have to wear a mask on your face and nobody wants to get near anybody, or they shouldn't at least, <clears throat> unless they've had their shot and all that. And I said, it's depressing for almost all of us. People are having to work from home. They're used to going to the office or going to the store or whatever. There's just too much aloneness. Right. And I said, that's making us all half crazy. So I said, you're just suffering the same thing that we all are. So that part's no different. And she said, she called me back later. She said, Linda, I told one of my caregivers what you had said, and they agreed wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. They said, all they get to do is go home from work and come back to work and go home from work and come back and they have things delivered to keep from having to going out and 
She said, that's true. And I said, you just happened to be in the nursing home there. And um, you can't go out and nobody can come in and visit. But it's been just almost like that at home. You know, at my house, I mean, not very many people come to visit. And, you know, you go all masked up and tied up and <laughs> everywhere you go. And I said, the thing that bothers me, I said, I'd like to get a mask with a smile on it. Oh, you know what? I have, what about a mask with a clear panel for your mouth? Well, I never thought of that. I have some. Wow. When I move next week, um, I will uh, hopefully find that box and I'll bring you some. Oh, okay. Well, I've never seen some. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, yeah, it's like clear plastic or whatever across uh-huh. the mouth um, and people can see your mouth. So um, I, well, I, I'll, I'll nice. bring you some. Yeah. Because we're all running around with these masks on and you don't have any expression. Yeah. You can tell when you look at someone's eyes if they're smiling or yeah. not. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a, a thing. Yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday or the day before and, uh, she had kind of become a really a recluse when it came because she was scared to go anywhere or do anything like most of the world. And now that she's vaccinated, she was like, I'm going out a little bit more. And, and I realized how bad off I actually had become a recluse and was scared of the world and now that I'm vaccinated, that it's I feel just a little bit more safer to be able to, you know, go to the grocery store or stuff like that. She goes, but I didn't realize how bad I had become. And that fear even extended to having conversations like you and I are and stuff just about things. And it just kind of came, you know, consumed her brain with, with stuff, whatever. And I could tell from the conversations we were having that she was struggling with that as well. So, um you know, I don't think the vaccinations are, are perfect. We could still catch COVID um, when you're vaccinated, but, but the chances of you dying are considerably lower. Right. Um, and right. stuff like that, whatever. But, you know, I don't know. So anyway, but I am glad that you're up and about doing things. I'm, I'm so happy that you agreed to do uh, this podcast with me today. Um, the fact that you were um, prostituted into, into being into this window <laughs> as a child amazes me. I'm like, what the heck? Um, I'm always fascinated with your love for the stock market and, and your knowledge on that. That always, um, uh, I've got two people in my life right now that just are really very knowledgeable when it comes to the stock market. You're one of them. So um, that, no, three people. Take that back, three people. So that always uh, is, a, is a curious thing for me to ask questions about with that. So um, if you, one last question. So if you had to go buy a stock tomorrow and you had very limited income, like most people do these days, where would you start with that? Just in a quick, really quick answer. If I, if I could, I would buy some Apple stock. Okay, but that's, what's Apple stock at right now? A hundred and... $32 a share. Okay. So would being, would a person say... Well, I would only buy maybe 15 or 25 shares. Okay. Well, that's still what? That's still a few hundred dollars. I can't think of anything. A few hundred dollars. How is that a few hundred dollars? If it's $150 a share, that's well, a couple thousand dollars, right? Well, I mean, you know, I've bought as little as 25 shares of things like that. Okay. But... 
save for the people save for the people out there that want to get started investing and they have very little money they 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 work minimum wage the two kids they're they're all that stuff but they still want to start with something they first better had better start with a savings account and have six months worth of of expenses sure okay so okay so that's scenario that they've got a savings account they've got a college fund set up for their kids they there's not much left at the end of the month after all of that though they wanted to put it into the stock market what do they invest in what can they afford well i'm trying to think of something that's not too expensive right now like if you had grandchildren what would you general motors right now is around fifty dollars a share okay and that would be a good one, even if you could only buy 10 shares. Okay. And maybe later on buy another five shares. Can you can you buy as little as one share with stocks? Yes. You could now buy, and I don't know. I think know, you can buy pieces of shares, you can right? You buy pieces, yes. I don't know much about that, but yes, you can. That's interesting. Yes, you can. Yeah. And that would be a good thing to do for, like, grandparents or aunts or uncles or something for little babies. Yeah. And on their birthdays, especially the first... Five or six years of their lives, you know, a $5 toy is going to suffice for gifts. But then you could buy them another piece of uh, stock. Right. You know, now when they get older, they they want something more than $5 teddy bear. But at least those first five years, inexpensive gifts are enough. Yeah. If you put something else away for them. Okay. So now let's look at the other scenario. You're 55 years old. Um, Let's say... Let's look at my scenario. I'm 51, recently divorced. I don't have much investments in anything right now. Um, is there? Is it too late for me to get involved in the no, stock market? No. Warren to make Buffett, a difference? Warren Buffett's 91. Well, but he's been, he's been in it all of his he's life. He's been in it all of his life, okay? Right, right. So, like my scenario, I don't have a lot, you know, invested in stuff or whatever. You know, divorce is hard. You, right. you, you lose stuff exactly. in it and whatnot. So. Can, can I invest in things on a lower budget end that would make a difference for me when I'm 65, 75? Yes. Yes, you can. But there again, you're going to have to, if you really want to acquire anything, you have to buy one of the better companies, which is a little more money, and maybe you can only buy two shares. Right. And you keep adding like that um, and go with a... And most of the stock market people nowadays, they uh, where you're going to buy your stocks, like Edward, like Edward Jones or Schwab. I do all my personal trading with Schwab. Um, it's so cheap. Now, well, I don't even think they charge anything now. Okay. To buy. I don't know about selling. No, I don't think they do. So that would be a place to go. One of the discount brokers, I call them. Right. You know. And there's several of them. <clears throat> I've just been with Schwab for years. Um, that's the way I started way back in year one. So that's the one I use all the time for my personal trading. Right. Because I just, think there's some companies like online these days, you know, you see checking and savings accounts that are strictly banks that are strictly online and stuff. But then you also see brokerage that are strictly online, and I think those are the ones that are allowing that are you to less, do pieces of them. Uh-huh. So even if you know you could take ten dollars a month and put it towards a piece of something, right? It's better than doing nothing, right? But I also know that if your return on that is lower than what your interest rate is on a credit card, that you're better off paying your credit card off yes. before investing in stock, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You just yes, pay off your debt. 
that cost you money to maintain the debt. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I always pay my credit cards. Of course, I'm rather frugal, and um, I always pay my credit card. I don't pay any money interest. Right. <laughs> that's just. Yeah, that's really important. Out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I use credit cards because with my um, my physical problem here, I order a lot um, online. And of course it goes on a credit card, but I pay it off as soon as it comes. Sometimes I pay it off sooner. Just depends on how my income is and, right. and the dates on the charge cards and all that. Sometimes it's sooner, never later. Right. I never pay interest on anything. Good for you. So. All right, guys, you heard it from Linda. Don't pay interest on credit cards. Pay off credit cards before you buy stock. Well, you heard that from me, actually, but yeah. Linda reinforced it, so I'm not speaking through my through my nose on the, on that one and um keep living your life do do your thing don't be worried about your age or what um uh, others are are doing do your thing do what do what you love life is way too short i learned this when my brother died at the age of 45 life is way too short to worry about what other people are doing what other people are saying about you you know, do what you do. Do you? You do you. That's all I got to say with that. Any last words? Nope. I I echo those words, <clears throat> and enjoy every day. Enjoy every day. Yep. That's the biggie. That's the biggie. I agree. I agree with that. I stopped worrying about yesterday because there's nothing I can do to change no, yesterday. No, it's over with. Yeah. All, all I can do is focus is, on is, tomorrow. Yep. All I can do is make today the best day, and I don't even worry. As much about tomorrow as I used to. Well, I, I take it as, today, as it comes, you know. Right. Today is the important one. But, you don't even know if there's going to be a tomorrow. But I will tell you that tomorrow's episode of the Hip Senior Podcast is going to be amazing. Because I was so honored and privileged today to have Linda as a guest on it. But And then tomorrow we have Guy Kawasaki who's going to be helping me shatter the myth that senior... The word senior means old, um, which it does not. It means respected and reverend. And um, and every time you think about it, every time other countries think of their seniors and their, el- you know, they think of their elders and people actually listen to what they had to say. And, and they worked hard to get to that, in that position, right? Their, their age and, and whatnot. So Guy Kawasaki, uh, if you don't know who he is, he is uh, one of the first marketing people of, we talked about it earlier, Apple computers uh, when they launched their Macintosh lines back in 1984. He worked with Steve Jobs and he was one of their marketing people. He's an evangelist with um, Canva. If you guys use Canva and a lot of other tech companies out there and he's just, he's amazing when it comes to marketing tips and everything else. So he is going to be on the podcast with me tomorrow talking about those kind of things as well as far as uh, senior not make being an old or derogatory word. So I hope you guys will join us tomorrow. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed um, this conversation we had with Linda today. And I hope that you share our podcast far and wide so that we can help get the word out about it. So share it on all of our social medias. We'll have this shared with as well. Linda, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an honor and a privilege and a lot of fun talking with you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HIP Senior Podcast. 
If you like our podcast, be sure to like it and follow us and head over to thehipsenior.com to learn more about our other services we offer, including our directory, where we keep seniors safe while shopping online.